0: You gotta be kidding me This guy is unbelievable Just because it was Superman's first day on the job Doesn't give him carte blanche to snap a guy's neck And let thousands of Metropolis citizens die I don't want to see a movie about a guy who's bad at his job That'd be like watching a Batman movie Where he doesn't know where all the stuff on his belt is yet Hello Oh, okay, so I don't like a bad movie That happens to be loosely based on a DC Comics character And now I'm just another Joss Whedon Marvel fanboy Right. It totally has nothing to do with the fact that I just like good things. Um, can I get some help, please? What? Oh, hey, uh, welcome to Underdog Comics. Uh, Feel free to help yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Reply with Elder Scrolls memes. I'm sure 2011 thinks you're hilarious.
1: Actually, this is kind of my first time in a comic book store, like, ever, so I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm looking for a book called Miss Marvel. My friend Becky said I would really like it.
0: Right behind you under new and popular. Why it's under that second adjective, I couldn't tell you. Oh, do you not like it? I think it's just Marvel pandering to super sensitive liberal types who want everybody to know how much they love the book just because the main character is Muslim. It's all a big scam, like Lady Thor.
1: Oh, my friend Becky also told me to read that. Is it good? Why is Thor a woman now?
0: Thor isn't a woman.
1: Yes, she is. I saw it online.
0: No. This Lady Thor, Thorina, Thor the Explorer nonsense is just a fad. Marvel knows if it looks like they fundamentally change a character for the sake of diversification, Tumblr will call anyone who doesn't like it or buy it a racist or a sexist or a whatever. It sells books, sure, but that wears off eventually, and then everything will be back to business as Odin intended.
1: Right. So, hey, does anyone else work here? Like, literally anybody else.
2: Hello, I'm Gwen. Have you been helped?
1: Are you in charge? Because your employee is being a literal goblin. Gibson, what did you do?
0: She came in here asking for my opinion and I gave it. It's not my fault if she's getting offended.
1: I only asked if you liked the book. I didn't ask for your conspiracy theories about diversification being an inside job. Ma'am, we're
2: both sorry he's an idiot. Can I help you with something?
0: Hey, don't you speak for me. I was just being honest. I can't help it if she gets her feelings hurt every time someone has a different opinion than her. Gibson? I'm just telling her how it is. She said she's new to comics, so I'm teaching her about the way things are. It's important that she learn about the liberal hypocrisy of comics right now, while she still has a chance to take the blue pill. I'm doing her a favor.
1: You know, maybe it's not liberal hypocrisy, so much as a publisher trying to make comics that are more inclusive, and widen their appeal.
0: Appeal to who? Everybody knows that the average reader of comic books are white males over 30. Oh, well, I'm so glad you all finally get a medium all your
1: own. You deserve it.
2: Ma'am, I am so sorry this is happening right now, and I would very much love to give you some books for free so that we can hopefully keep you as a customer.
1: No. No, you know what? I'm going to tell Becky about this place. And she's going to use all her internet powers to tell people that underdog comics hires sexist, elitist butt goblins like this guy.
0: Hey, I'm not stand by while you call me a lowly butt goblin employee. I'm the butt goblin owner, thank you very much. Co-owner. Butt goblin co-owner doesn't sound nearly as impressive, Gwen.
1: You know, this is why I never wanted to come to a comic book store in the first place. To avoid people like that.
0: Well, she was pleasant. So
2: just, what the hell is wrong with you, exactly? On what planet is any of what you said to that woman remotely okay? Gibson, pay attention!
0: Aren't you overreacting a little? Do you
2: have any idea how quickly stuff like this spreads on the internet? That kind of bad publicity could really hurt us.
0: Okay, look, Gwen. We can't back down and cower in fear every time somebody gets offended over every little thing. I mean, take this guy who's been spamming my Twitter all day, right? Okay, he's arguing with me that Man of Steel was a good movie, and it's not. He's wrong. How can you expect me to just abide that without correcting him?
2: Does the life force literally drain from your body if you're just not constantly attacking people?
0: Somebody's got to stand up to the bullies and say enough is enough. I mean, I'm a little uncomfortable with the term hero, but... I'd understand if you felt like tossing it my way from time to time.
2: (laughs) Gibson, let me speak very simply and very clearly. If I ever hear you talk to a customer with even a fifth of the disrespect that you did today, you're gone.
0: (laughs) Ha! You can't fire me. I outrank you. Besides, the only reason you work here at all is probably because you both have boobs and are attracted to them. So Elliot got to check off two boxes on his social justice bingo sheet.
3: You...
2: really mean that, don't you?
0: One thing you gotta realize about me, Gwen... I'm not afraid to actually speak my mind.
2: Well, um... I'll just be in the back, I guess. Sorting some stuff out.
0: Oh man, Gwen! This guy is from right here in McKinney City! He wants to meet up in person so we can actually fight about this! This is gonna be hilarious! (laughs) but also sad man you really gotta wonder how pathetic some of these guys must be in real life
4: Dueling Genre Productions presents Geek by Night Episode 13 Under the Bridge Part 1 written by Michael Austin Gulick and Sean Gantworker No, I'm not seeing any change in neural
5: activity from either of you. Focus, Gwen.
2: You ever think there's no change because focus or no focus? What I'm trying to do is literally impossible. It's not impossible.
6: There's every reason to believe that you can possess someone else's body without having to make direct eye contact.
7: Simon is exactly right. It's just a matter of overcoming the preconceived notions you may have about how your powers work. If you do that, there's no telling what any of you could do. Now, stay positive, focus, and get inside of me, Gwendolyn, and I will always regret phrasing it like that.
2: And I will always regret hearing it. I don't even know what to think about. Like, do I think about be in your head do i think like you i can't do that it all comes out as scottish stereotypes and techno babble hello my name is lorelei and you may reverse the polarity of our neutron flow but you'll never take our freedom
7: thousands of years of art history and culture and it always comes back to braveheart doesn't it
5: yeah i mean come on gwen you couldn't at least make a brave reference
2: can anyone make a brave reference what would your reference be bears
5: Well, fine. Peter Capaldi, then. Between him and Moffat, Doctor Who is like 75% Scottish now, right?
2: I didn't want to double down on Doctor Who references. Besides, I vowed to stop watching until Moffat leaves the show. Didn't seem right to reference something that I don't even watch.
6: I've still never seen Man of Steel, but that doesn't stop me from referencing it every time I need to distract Gibson from literally anything at any time. It's like a dog with a squirrel.
7: Hey, so if we're going to start talking about crappy Superman movies, can I bounce? I've heard this nerd pain song before, and
2: Mama's got midterms coming up. Oh, sure. Bail on training. It's the Gibson way.
5: Gwen, come on. Not the time, not the place.
2: Oh, well, excuse me for calling out that Jeff decided not to come today so he could beat up some troll on Twitter. Studying for school and acting like a dumbass are not equal priority. I'm not saying that they are. I'm just-
4: Enough with the drama, kiddos. This is not a lunch break. Let's get back to work.
7: Actually, Victor, I'm very interested in hearing more about where our darling truant Jeffrey has run off to. (sighs) He got in a fight with some dweeb on Twitter, and now they're
1: meeting up to do the closest possible thing they could do to each other that would look like fighting.
7: That involves quite a bit of slapping, I imagine.
2: That's about what I'm picturing, yeah.
5: It's super dumb, but when Gibson gets like this, you kind of just have to let him wear himself out. He's like a big dog in a thunderstorm. It's probably not even going to turn into anything. Guys like that are all bark and no bite. I bet he doesn't even show up.
2: Except Gibson, who is the rarest of all snowflakes. You
5: have to respect a man with conviction. I just wish I could also have respect for his actual
1: convictions.
7: Indeed. I do try to accommodate your personal lies, but skipping out and training for something so benign is unacceptable. It's simply too much at stake. And not to be a brat, lore but you haven't actually
2: been very forthcoming when it comes to telling us what's at stake here.
7: A little thing called life on earth, Mindy. Max Carmichael, Janet Stokely, those are barely tremors. I fear the worst is right around the corner. I suggest we all take a page from the wisdom of our dear poet laureate, T.I., and make sure that big things are popping and little things are stopping. Well, I asked... It will be up to the rest of you to bring Mr. Gibson up to speed on what he's missed, and I would advise you to remind him of the urgency of our current situation.
2: So that's it? He just gets to pull a no-show without repercussions?
6: I wouldn't
5: say that. We all seem to be very cross with him at the moment.
2: (sighs) Awesome. Just awesome.
5: Look, Gwen, just focus on your training. I'll call him up and give him a good scolding, okay? He listens to me.
0: Elliot, I can't listen to you when you're like this.
5: I'm just saying that it's getting pretty hard to vouch for you when you do this stuff.
0: Just tell Coach Lorelai to give me two minutes for high-sticking and we'll call it even, okay?
5: It's not just Lorelai, man. Gwen told me about what happened today while I was out. That can't happen again.
0: I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm here to kick this guy's ass. I'm gonna put an end to it so this sort of thing never happens again. That's not what I meant. Hey, uh, I gotta go. This sucker mom is giving me the stink eye.
3: Excuse me? Which child here is yours?
0: Jesus, none, I hope.
3: That's what we were afraid of. You see, some of the other parents and I have been watching you pace back and forth, checking the bathrooms every few minutes and giving a weird, territorial look to every guy who walks anywhere near you. Basically, you're just bringing a real creepy, unsettling presence to our children's soccer game.
0: What? I'm just hanging around. Since what is loitering a crime?
3: In McKinney City? Since 1996. We would like you to leave now before we call the police. No! Excuse me.
0: Lady, I'm not going to displace myself just because you guys have your panties in a wad.
3: Either leave this soccer field right now, or I will single-handedly redefine your quality of life for the next 10 to 20 years.
6: Hey, lady! The man told you to step off. Who are you? I'm a concerned citizen just like you. But unlike you, I'm concerned with something that actually matters. This guy is outside in the sun, taking in nature, enjoying the gifts God has given us on this wonderful day. Meanwhile, your kids are young, healthy, alive, and they're right in front of you, but you're missing it. And for what? So you can bully and shame someone who has the tenacity to spend some time in the park? Have we become so afraid of our neighbors that we turn on each other at the drop of a hat? Is this man on trial? Has he committed a crime?
2: Yeah.
0: I shouldn't have to worry about getting accused of being a creeper just because I'm hanging out alone at a children's playground. In fact, I'm coming back tomorrow in a trench coat and fedora. Just on principle. Me too. And we'll stand around where we want,
6: when we want, enjoying our day because we are Americans, and that is what freedom is all about. Whether we're a bitchy soccer mom or two white guys hanging out in a park wearing trench coats... We'll always have one thing in common, liberty.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely calling the cops. So unless you want to start introducing yourself as a sex offender to every new neighborhood you move into from now on, you both better be gone before they get here.
6: (laughs) Some people, man. Hey, don't worry about it. Soccer moms got to find something to do with their lives, especially when they're not hot enough to have an affair. Am I
0: right? BOOM! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Finally a guy with a sense of humor.
6: Hey, but seriously, what are you doing hanging out by a children's soccer field?
0: Oh, I'm supposed to meet some little prick that was giving me crap online. Who, now that I'm thinking about it, might actually be one of the 14-year-olds in the soccer game. I bet it was that lady's kid. I'm gonna kill him. Uh, what's the guy's name? I don't know. He just went by a screen name. The ire Rises. then some numbers. 1138 or something. 5528. Yeah, that's it. Wait, that's you?
6: And you're Gib, son of Odin. Oh man. Does this mean we have to start fighting? (laughs) We don't have to do anything. Isn't that what we were just trying to explain to Mommy Dearest over there?
0: That's actually kind of a relief. It feels like people have just been jumping on my case all day. It's exhausting. Explain. Eh, just this customer at my job today. She threw a temper tantrum because I wouldn't validate whatever fleeting pop culture she was obsessing over on Tumblr. Then my friends took her side right off the cuff, and it's just... Ah. <laughs> well, of course they took her side.
6: These days, if anyone disagrees with a girl about anything, ever, suddenly you're a sexist pig. It's total crap. Hey, listen. You gotta be careful. Those friends of yours will sell you out in a second if it means not offending a bunch of feminazis. What?
0: No, <laughs> oh, no. My friends would never do that to me. They, they get me. You know, Mostly.
6: You can keep telling yourself that all you want. But at the end of the day, despite their cries for equality and social justice, there's one thing that people like that will never understand. What's that? Guys like us? We're the real victims.
2: Go
1: ahead and just talk into the camera. Hi, my name is Amanda Wells. Earlier today, I went into a comic book store for the first time ever, and I've never felt more unwelcome or more discriminated against. What was the place called? Underdog Comics in McKinney City. They have this misogynist little troll working behind the counter, who won't even look at me when I ask him a question. He made sure I knew that anyone who liked Miss Marvel or the new Thor were idiots who were ruining comics. According to him, none of our opinions matter to anyone, least of all him. I mean, I'd hate to assume that everyone who works there is this much of an asshole, but it's hard not to make that assumption when they let someone like this represent their store on a
2: regular basis. Turn it off. But there's more. I heard it in person. I don't need to hear it again.
5: Oh man, this thing is getting reblogged and retweeted like crazy. There's even a thing going around where people are pledging to boycott the store.
2: Well, I guess we know what we have to do.
5: Uh Uh-uh, no way, not happening. He's my best friend, Gwen. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have survived high school. Can't do that to him.
2: Well, we have to do something, Elliot.
5: I know we do, but I I just don't know when he got so... Obnoxious? Cynical. When we were kids, Gibson was hysterically funny, sharp as a tack, and just the right kind of weird. He, He was a lot of things, but he was never this cynical.
2: We shouldn't be talking about him behind his back like this. I don't see how confronting him face-to-face would be any better. All he would do is get indignant and storm out. We have to show people that what he did and said doesn't represent the store in any way, and I don't think anything short of letting Gibson go is going to do the trick. Uh, excuse me? You want to fire my brother?
6: Don't you think that's a little extreme?
2: It's no more extreme than his behavior. We should never have let it get to this point. You really don't like my brother, do you? It's not about like or dislike. Mindy, this is about the future of our store.
5: I get that we have to do something, Gwen, I do. But we can't just fire him without at least talking to him about it first. He may be stumber, but he's not stupid. If we talk to him in person and explain what's going on, he'll understand how his actions have affected the store. Maybe we can get him to record an apology. Doubtful. Then we'll start talking about Gibson crossing the bridge to unemployment.
7: Why don't we start talking about your priorities?
5: Lorelai, come on, this is important.
7: No, it isn't. In fact, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't even begin to skirt the edge of important. Now, I let you lot keep your little store because I thought you needed a sense of normalcy in your lives amidst all the craziness. That allowance came with certain strings attached. Namely, that if we're going to do this world-saving business properly, then a balance is necessary to keep things on track. A balance that ever so subtly weighs in my favour. So... Let me say this as plainly as I possibly can. If you allow that shop to interfere with what we're doing here, I will blow it up. And I don't mean that figuratively. I will literally detonate the store from the inside and I'll make it look like a bloody accident. Have I made myself clear?
5: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
7: Good. Now, how about the rest of you just take the rest of the day off to figure out this Jeffrey situation and I'll see all of you back here tomorrow. Well, go on then.
4: Well, that was brutal. Would you really blow up their store?
7: Oh, heavens no. I just said that bit to put a little fright into them. You know, shake them up. we I should go through with it. I could, though. But I won't. But I could. It might make for a good bit of angst, though. Isn't that something that superheroes have? Angst? Something to avenge?
4: You're asking the wrong guy.
7: Right. Of course well I'm sure they'll be fine without the added motivation we just need to prioritize a bit is all we ducklings the loss of them
4: what they've been through Lorelai. that's a lot to handle I mean they've just had the weight of the world thrust upon their shoulders they're not going to make it through what's to come without something to keep them grounded
7: speaking of have you called them yet
4: I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do about all that
7: you mean the being technically dead thing
4: Yes. Thank you. I love hearing it said out loud.
7: It's your affairs, not mine, but they're your family. They have a right to know what's happened to you.
4: I wouldn't even know where to begin to have that conversation, Lorelai.
7: How about... Hello, Mum. I was in a bit of an accident that destroyed my body, so now my mind only exists inside a computer now, but bright side I can save a small fortune on airfare when I visit by just emailing myself to you.
4: You know, I don't think that would go over as well as you think.
7: Well, think on it. Get back to me. If you want to claim your death, they have compensation coming to them.
4: Right.
7: In the meantime, be a dear look into this Jeffrey business for me. I have a feeling that whatever trouble he's found himself in is far from over.
4: Night is executive produced by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez, co-executive produced by Cassandra Fredrickson. Starring Chris O'Connor as Jeff Gibson, Ray Russo as Gwen Allen, Matt Mazel as Elliot Markowitz, Andrew Ball as Simon Holt, Morgan Spencer as Mindy Gibson, Naomi Wong as Lorelai Swift, Jay Malone as Victor Conrad, Scott Tofte as Max Carmichael, And Nick Jimenez as Billy. Also starring Mark Allen Jr. as The Ire, Lindsay Lorraine as Amanda Hill, and Rachel Gatlin as Mystery Woman. Additional voice work by Rhonda C. Mitchell, Nicole Greco, Bradley William Smith, Warren Blackie, Jeremy Heaps, Nolan Tajijan, Josh Chichester, and garrick young casting by chelsea kern under the bridge written by michael austin gulick and sean gantwerker directed by ray russo edited by scott corelli geek by night theme by zach gibson original score and final mix by scott Tofty. credits read by brian brown geek by night created by scott corelli All characters in this work are entirely fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Copyright 2016 Dueling Genre Productions. Thanks for listening.